0: Welcome to The Road Back to You.
1: Looking at life through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Ian Cron.
0: And I'm Suzanne Stewiel.
1: And we are glad that you're here. And welcome to our second. Podcasts. we're delighted that you're here and because we are newbies to the world of podcasting our good friend luke norsworthy the veteran podcaster himself is helping us get started our tutor our grand master that's
2: me i'm here i'm here for the party making this thing work i'm excited you guys are doing this ian cron outstanding author we're in a ton of good stuff ton eh, yeah chasing francis Jesus, my father, and CIA, to get those titles right. And me. And oh, him, and I me. mean. Yes. No,
0: not me, and him. And me. Jesus and the...
2: Best-selling author. Him. Episcopal <laughs> priest, counselor. You're like the jack of all traits, man.
1: It's vocational confusion, actually. Vocational confusion.
2: Yes. So who doesn't know Ian Cron? I don't know. They should. And Suzanne, what can we say about you? Basketball coach?
0: College. Say college. High school and college basketball.
2: Coach. Really? Oh, where not yeah.
0: you coach? SMU. Yeah.
2: Were you the first coach there?
0: After title nine.
2: Wow, that's Those exciting. Were the... What kind of offense did you run? <laughs> just wondering. Are you more of a zone or a man-to-man defense kind of person?
0: It depends on the team.
1: What do you prefer? Oh, that was it a great call. On the team. I mean, that was awesome how she just said that. Depends on the team. Wow, you that's have, good.
0: You don't have a preference. If you do the same thing for every game, you lose. You do. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you're college basketball coach. Long time ago. Long time ago. You Social work. Long time ago. You uh, started a ministry, Life on the Trinity. With Joe. Adult Joe is.
0: My husband.
2: Your wonderful husband. Oh,
0: he's so wonderful.
2: Adult spiritual formation. And you've been teaching the Enneagram for two decades. I have. Wow. That's a long time. And you started off as a student of? Richard Rohr. Richard Rohr. He's kind of how both of you got into
1: the Enneagram. Ian yeah. you started reading his book? Yeah, well, I didn't have the benefit of a personal tutor tutoring time with Richard, but I, I found
0: um Do you think that shows itself in our work?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do you think Richard I, likes her more than you? Absolutely. That's true. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um no, I I was on a uh on a retreat and I found a book by Richard, his very very first book in 92 and uh that was my introduction to the to the Enneagram way back then.
2: So How did you guys get connected? Did Richard Rohr just voodoo you guys together?
0: No, I I take credit for that. I read Ian's books, and I read a lot. He's one of my top ten favorite authors. And Jesus, My Father, the CIA, and Me just blew me away. And then I read Chasing Francis, and I um, wanted more Jesus, My Father, the CIA, and Me. So when I first started reading Chasing Francis, I thought, oh, man— and then it was so great. Was and, it? Oh, yeah. So we had big conferences then. We w- hosted big conferences. And we, uh, my people called Ian's people to see if he <laughs> would come speak at one of our conferences. Did he show up? He did. And we had the best time yep. immediately. Immediately.
2: A lot yeah. of
1: mischief. A lot of fun. When was this
2: conference? How long ago was this?
0: Five years ago.
1: Something like that. Yeah, four or five years ago.
2: And you just said, I've got to stay in contact with this
0: guy. He said he had to stay in contact with me. Absolutely. <laughs> I, will, I will say that. I will
1: say, I, honestly, that's absolutely true. Why'd you say that? Um, you know, and you just, I don't know. You just sometimes you have a certain resonance with someone and you, you just feel like this has got to be. And I do a lot of speaking, you know, so it's like, you know, you meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. you're grateful when you meet them. But, you know, it's probably not going to be a lifelong thing. But sometimes you meet someone and you're like, these people are great. I want to sort of stay in touch and. Okay, so you to him. You do the conference 5 years ago
2: and you stay in contact. What what what's next? How do you end up writing a book together and doing all the Enneagram stuff together after that conference?
1: Yeah, so I went to a bunch so after I read Richard's book, right? Became a priest, a, a psychotherapist and uh, then, you know, an author among other things and I um, uh, was at a point in my life where I could kind of revisit the Enneagram. And so I started going to a lot of Suze's workshops and learning from her and then independently doing a ton of study and got to a point where one day I was, I know, I know exactly what road I was on in in, near our home in Franklin, Tennessee. I I thought we need to write a book about this. And so I just literally picked up the phone in my car and I called Suze. I went, Hey Suze, do you want to write a book about the Enneagram? And it was like this long silence on the other end of the phone. And, and, uh, Eventually, I mean, I don't know, you, you could finish the story. Had you thought about writing a book before then?
0: Oh, no. And, you know, you just have to think about this. So how cool do you think it is to be able to say, Father Richard Rohr taught me the Enneagram. And then how cool do you think it is to say, Ian Cron invited me to write a book with him. Like, that, those two things are so honoring. Being married to Joseph Beale tops that, but not much does. And I literally was jumping up and down in the kitchen, Saying to Joe, pointing, pointing to the phone, and all wide eyed. And then I didn't want to appear too eager, so I said, "I'll need to pray about that." <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it's been a it's been a quite a journey, actually, really, really amazing journey.
2: So, what was the first thing you guys did together? Obviously, you've been teaching. Last uh, last week, you were at a friend, or the other day, you were at one of my friends' churches, uh, doing a conference for four hundred plus people. Obviously, that's not the first thing you've done together. What was the first?
1: Well, the first thing I did was start to have Suzanne come to a church where I was hosting a program in Connecticut to come and teach there, and then. You know, we haven't, I mean, to be honest, we haven't done a ton together yet. I mean, we're really launching out right now. And that's one of the reasons we're excited about doing this podcast. And book coming out, The Road Back to You, comes out in the fall. And we hope to be doing a lot of teaching together. We really have a blast doing it. And it's sort of you, what's cool is you're always learning from Suzanne, you know. It's like, it's never a dull moment.
0: So do you know that um, Ian won a Dove Award this year?
1: Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. Oh, yes, yeah. for oh,
2: writing, what? A song, right? Right. Yeah. What was the
1: song? I wrote a song with Cindy Morgan called Oh yeah, Love of God. Can you sing a few bars for us? I will absolutely not do that right now. <laughs> That needs to not happen right now. No, it doesn't? Okay.
0: <laughs> but the important thing is we were starting to work together and starting to collaborate on the book. And um, at one point I said, you know, this is better when we do it together. This is good together. And he got to the Dove Awards that year, and there's a huge banner at the Dove Awards that said, better together. Yeah. And I said, it's time for us to hit the road.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it was like three days after she said it to me. She's like, Oh, we were better together. And I was like, well, you know, was, you know, I'm always like rolling my eyes a little bit. And I, I saw this thing with this huge thing on a screen on a big like <laughs> jumbotron, better together. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's like God talking.
0: It is like God talking.
1: <laughs> so what was the first thing you guys did together?
0: Uh, we did a thing at my center together first, right. at the Micah Center in Dallas. And then we did one at your place, and then we did Otter Creek. Yeah. And we did something else. Yeah, we,
1: yeah. Did, we did do one thing before that, I can't remember where it was and We now. have a
0: lot coming up. We'll talk about it more in yeah. coming podcasts. Okay,
2: so you guys have been working together for a while. You guys like working together. You've got a book that's coming out. And obviously the center of it is the Enneagram. And so uh, if people have heard the podcast, the first one, they've kind of got a basic introduction to this. And I don't know about your experience with this. Obviously, uh, Suzanne, you've been teaching this for two decades. Ian, you've been talking about this for a while yourself. W- when you first start talking about the Enneagram to people, how, how do you de- describe it to them, Suzanne?
0: You know, I, um, because of my personality, I talk about it in terms of it being spiritual wisdom, that offers us a new way of seeing ourselves and seeing others that um, creates understanding and curiosity and care. And then I talk about there are nine Enneagram numbers, but you know, the nine Enneagram numbers are numbers, but they could be names of trees. They could be colors. They could be like when I work with children, I use animals. They, it it's important not to get hung up on there are nine numbers.
2: Why is that? Why don't you want to
1: get hung up about that?
0: Well, because it could be trees or flowers or, or animals. Yeah. You know, it could be... They're
1: just labels. They're That's just all labels. Neutral labels. They don't have any value. They don't have...
0: Like ones aren't better than nines and nines aren't better than ones and oak trees aren't better than mesquite trees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you just say mesquite trees? I did because... Like,
0: <laughs> We're in Texas, and I'm home. And I'm
1: from Connecticut. I have no idea what you're talking. I about. I know.
0: I was trying to leave you in the dust. It's on really that good one.
1: for cooking steak over. <laughs> to leave you it's in the really dust. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that will not be the first time you've left me in the dust.
2: <laughs> so we don't want to get caught on the numbers. No, because they're just that's just a placeholder for these different right types. Right. And so you know, Ian, when when you hear people uh, processing the enneagram, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard this you know, criticism, but one of the fears that maybe some might have with the Enneagram is that people start living into the number, their type, more than they live into, like, maybe God's ideal for you, or it's like the image of God becomes secondary to the number that you are.
1: Right. Well, you know, initially, I think, you know, the, the Enneagram is such a really great tool that initially people's enthusiasm can take over, and they can, you know, head off down the road a million miles an hour because they, they think that this... This tool is, you know, amazing. It's a wonderful tool, It's just, but it's just one of many great tools for uh, learning to understand yourself and, and others and God. When I, people
0: do that, though, they're trying to be helpful. I mean, I'm just throwing that in, sorry yeah, to interrupt. But they're yeah. trying to be helpful.
1: Yeah, they're trying to be helpful. Yeah. I think um, uh, from my perspective that, uh, if anything, the Enneagram is saying you are not your label, you are not your personality, you are not your number. That actually... You are an infinitely more mysterious, beautiful, complex human being that actually for too long you've identified yourself with your personality instead of with the image of God, the unique expression of God that you are in the world that is really kind of waiting to emerge out from behind the mask of your personality.
0: Hmm. Lots of times when people ask me what I do. That was
1: pretty good the way I just said that, that by the way. That was good. I'm, Mas- very, I'm giving myself a gold star well, right We have now. that recorded
0: so you can go back and say it again.
1: Solid. Thank you.
2: You can go listen to yourself say that again. All right, cool.
0: He will. (laughs) Uh, Now I don't know what I was going to say, and it was brilliant.
2: Oh, sorry.
0: That's right. It'll come back. Or not. You know, when you're 65, it doesn't always come back.
2: Yeah, it happens to me, too. I'm 34. So (laughs) the Enneagram has been around for a long time. And some people might hear that and go, well, it's, it's really old, and so does it have any current education behind this? Is this just something from yesteryear that today, you know, maybe we've evolved past with new science and new education?
1: Well, I think the Enneagram... I mean, I know that the Enneagram, you know, at one level, is an ancient body of knowledge, but as an oral tradition for a long time, um, as it's developed, insights from modern psychology definitely informed it and, you know, helped to shape it in the way that we have it today. Um, you know, the Enneagram has been used in all kinds of places, at Harvard, at Stanford, Fortune 500 companies like, you know, Google and Yahoo. I mean, it's a it, it, it really travels well, whether you're, you know, at a corporation, at a church, anywhere. It's a, a really powerful little system. It's very accessible to people. So it's not, you know, something that, it's cold and kind of clinical. It's it's really useful from day one.
0: I do a lot of teaching in hospitals. Yep, it's very helpful there. What about why is it helpful at a hospital? Well, you know, you can't. Um, it's very interesting. My daughter, who's done a lot of enneagram work, who's thirty seven, called me I I don't know a few months ago and said, you know, Mom, I don't, I don't know that the golden rule applies to my enneagram number. Hmm. And I said, what What would make you say that? And she said, Well. I treat people exactly like I want to be treated and it doesn't always go well. Which yeah. sent me on a whole journey of recognizing that we really uh, need to learn to treat people the way they want to be treated, not the way we want to be treated. So we're five different numbers here. If a nurse or a doctor came in the, in the room,
1: room. There were five people in the room.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Yep. There are two people eavesdropping.
0: And if a nurse or doctor, if we were in the hospital and a nurse or a doctor walked in, we all need to be treated in a different way for it to be for our best benefit. And I spent a lot of time teaching hospital personnel how to do that.
1: Yeah, and you know what's amazing about that 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 I think is is awesome is like like in my marriage. I was married a long time to my wife before I realized that I was treating her as I would want to be treated, exactly. right? And I'm a guy who's for example, I love words of encouragement. Now that's just not how my wife, you know, kind of sees the world or 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 best kind of hears what love is like, right? And so, you know, knowing that vis-a-vis the Enneagram was tremendously helpful. Now, can I ask you a question?
0: Sure.
1: Um, so, that we have these nine types. Right. And without going into detail about what they are, because I think sometimes the labels themselves can kind of orient people a bit. Tell, just give the, the nine names that, that we use. I mean, they're not, you know, from, from one to nine. So, we start with the perfectionist. And the helper. And then...
0: The achiever.
1: Right, the individualist is four. The. Well, we. De-
0: I used to call it the observer, but now we call it the.
1: No, I think we call it the observer still. Do we? Yeah, or the investigator. The investigator. Right.
0: And they do both.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The loyalist. The loyalist, then the the enthusiast is seven. It's a good one. We'll the come challenger. The challenger, and then the peacemaker is nine. Now, the reason we were kind of kind of waffling a little bit about names is because. There are lots of teachers uh, of the Enneagram, and um, they use different nomenclature, right? They use different...
0: We've spent a know. lot of time trying to figure out what the best one is yeah. to use, and we've moved ours around, so...
1: Yeah, but again...
2: So why are you guys spending so much time getting different titles? If, if someone, say, they read a different book, they're going to have to get a whole different vernacular to read yours. Why, why is it worth fighting over so much to get the, the different name?
0: Well, we're really not fighting over it. We're not stressing over it. But what we are doing is trying to find the the name that people can remember because it will help them be more gracious when they're encountering somebody that they are not.
2: And, and why did you use the names instead of the numbers? A lot of times we so, use both.
0: We okay. use both.
1: Yeah. So we'd say, you know, often in the same sense we'd say, so let's talk to ones or also known as the perfectionists or, you know, To you out there who happen to be helpers, you know, Um, so it's sort of interchangeable.
2: So for those of us listening, and we don't really know a whole lot about the Enneagram and Mm -hmm. the nine different numbers, are you going to like spell out which each of them are and how to determine which number you are?
0: Over a period of time we're going to, we're going to interview some folks who are different numbers Mm and... um, who knows what all we'll do? We may yeah. do movies and books and authors and
1: yeah. I think we're going to actually get into a wide range of topics. You know that will certainly be informed by the Enneagram. That'll be a regular, obviously, you know, topic of that we're going to keep coming back to. But I think we're going to talk about culture and meaning and faith and relationships, parenting, marriage. I mean, I think we're going to we're going to hit a whole host of stuff in addition to bringing folks on that share a common interest about what does it mean to be human.
2: Mm. So you think as you learn the Enneagram, as you become a student of it, it shapes how you interpret culture and how you see the current events of, of our society right now?
0: I think it shapes more who you identify with in the culture. What
2: do you mean by that? How do, how do I identify more with someone because of their their type or their number?
0: Well, um, it would depend on yours. So like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Okay. And I
1: love the way you just said that. If anyone, if people could have seen her face when she said that, yeah. it was like a little smile, yes. smirk. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's what I You need I to work I,
1: on your Texas accent. I know. Well, I'm from Southern Connecticut, though. <laughs> Does that help?
0: <laughs> it doesn't help your no. Texas accent. No, not at all. The answer is no. No. Okay, so you. you so I get very uncomfortable with very aggressive people who um, have. Lots of answers and not very many questions. That's very different for me. Really? Yeah.
2: Ian, who do you find yourself gravitating towards? People of a similar personality as you? Personality
1: number? Um, God, that's a great question. Um, probably at times. Yeah, at times. That you know, one of the things that you know we've spoken about before is that. You know, not every number, every person who is a particular number is the same. Like, there are because you're
0: different. I'm different
1: than every other four. I happen to be an individualist. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord, right? So there's a uh, infinite variety of fours, but they're all fours. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Okay. So, um,
0: but don't you have pushback against some numbers? Like, some numbers come on, and don't you think, ooh, yeah, that's too much? Or, you, Luke, would think, yeah, they need to bring it on a little bit. They don't yeah. have quite enough mojo going I on. They need some more sizzle on that stage. Yeah. You know what?
1: So here's the cool thing about the Enneagram. It's not a static system like a lot of personality typing systems okay. are. So it accounts for this, this idea. There's fluidity and dynamism, right? We, we're all changing all the time, adapting, right? So I think every number when it's healthy, right? You know, when people are healthy and self-aware, um, and able to you know move through the world in a way that honors difference, which is what happens when we're self-aware. I don't think there's a, a, a particular number that I gravitate to or not. I mean, if you're self-aware, I I generally kind of get along with anybody in that space.
0: But before you knew the Enneagram, did oh, you kind of shy away from some numbers oh, totally. and were you drawn toward others?
1: Totally, like the eight, the Challenger. Yeah, would have been difficult for me. Right, right. they're very aggressive. Um, they are uh, not. They're not very much in touch with their feelings so they tend to ignore those of others you know and so it would be they can be steamrollers and i'm sort of the sensitive artist tragic romantic type um
0: take out the sort of and that would have been an honest statement
1: (laughs) oh my gosh i'm wounded
0: see there's that's a perfect response
1: (laughs) no 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 this is my response (laughs) everyone be quiet i'm gonna give you my response just a sigh. See, I, I hear others. you
2: say the eight who doesn't deal with their feelings, and my first thought is, oh, they sound great. Don't have to deal with their feelings that's and emotions. That's you, because you share a
0: lot with them, yeah. but we, it'll take us months to get to that. Yep. Everybody <laughs> has to stay tuned in for us to get to that. And
2: just to clarify, it won't take months to deal with me and all my issues. You're just saying the ID in general.
0: No, you'll be years.
1: <laughs> We're, that's a whole different deal.
0: That's right, the idea in general. Okay, We need to unpackage that.
2: Okay, Suzanne, Ian just said a second ago that as he's a four, there are other fours that are completely different from him. Right. Explain to me how if, okay, there are nine types, and people have different types, how can they be different from one another?
0: Um, Well, there's life experience and age. And um, being an extrovert or an introvert, although... Uh, being extroverted or introverted, being uh, birth order—none of those things have to do with your Enneagram number. I've probably taught 140 sets of twins; they've never been the same number ever. Really? Never. So there's a lot going on there. But I would just say, you know, we all—we all have a certain number of things that we have in common, and then we have all these other things that we. While we share these things in common, we um, express them in different ways.
1: That's well said. I, You know, one of the things that I think is important for people to realize, too, is that each number represents a personality style, a way of being in the world. It's like mm-hmm. how we think, we act, we feel, we process information, et cetera, right? And um, within each of those types, like one way to think of them, that I like is like nationalities, for example, right? Like, do you have do you have any friends from England or Ireland? Or...
2: Mm-hmm. I've been hanging out with some people from, or talking with people from Australia recently.
1: Okay, so let's take Australians. Um, so every Australian is absolutely unique. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Somewhat. But there's always, when you, if you know Australians, you'd be like, yeah, but there's just something Australian about all of them. You know, it's like, there's a, there's a sort of a characteristic feel or, you know, kind of yeah, way of being yeah, in the world. That, like I, I have a bunch of Irish friends and it, they're all very different people, but there's whenever I'm with them, I'm like, yeah, you're different, but you're Irish. You got right. that Irish thing going on, you know? And that's how I think about personality styles. Huh.
2: Okay, so as we wrap up.
0: Oh, 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 are we to the end? It, it's oh. your podcast, it's not mine. Oh, good, because before we wrap up, I want to make a rule right now. What's that? Well, when we get toward the end of every podcast, yeah? the stuff that I wanted to say that I couldn't remember, <laughs> then if I remembered it, <laughs> then I write a little note and yeah. I get to say it at the end.
1: Okay, can I get you a paddle though like with a color on it and you can hold it up toward the end so that you, that means it tells me that you want to That've i got it? Yeah, you got some stuff you want to close out with. Uh,
0: okay, well I want I got something. Okay. So w- we were talking way back mm. about Labeling people and telling people who they are, and instead of them getting to who they are in God, it being more about personality, and I wanted to say something, and you kept talking, and I forgot it. Remember that? Oh,
1: man, she put it on me. So He's the worst.
0: Here's what I wanted to say. You know how when you've been traveling a lot, and you get on an airplane, Mm -hmm. and you sit down by somebody who's generally like me, wants to chat and get to know you and all that? And I know I do that. I'm trying to do better. But when I've been, teaching, doesn't do that. At a no, I put no.
1: on my my Bose noise right. canceling headphones and right. ignore you. Right.
0: So that has to do with Enneagram number and whether or not you're um, offer of hospitality. I, no, <laughs> just he, he doesn't. All <laughs> right. So here's the deal, though. This is important. I'm trying to make an important point. When I get in that seat and I know that I don't want to talk a lot, and I know they're going to ask me if I'm going home or going to work. That's the question. And uh, what do you do? And when I want to end a conversation, I say something that's totally true. I teach people who they're not. Your personality is who you're not. And so to answer your earlier question about are you focused on the wrong thing, Ian and I are trying to do work around all this that we've put on in order to make our way in the world. You can kind of let that go, and there's a golden statue underneath. Mm-hmm. There's there's the part of you that is golden. And our work is all about helping people get to the part of themselves that's golden and recognize the golden parts in everybody else.
2: Yeah. I want to find the golden part in me. That's why I'm gonna to listen to this podcast. Well it's okay. gonna take
1: and it's gonna take us some time with you because we just know that there's a lot there we gotta work with.
2: Really, really hurtful. Sorry. You know, hurt people hurt people. <laughs> Ian, if you learn to, if you learn to transform your pain, you won't transmit it. Can we just have that
0: be the tagline for the hurt things? people, hurt people? people. <laughs> We're looking for taglines, We're looking for taglines. Right right that? You know, hurt you're people, welcome. hurt people.
1: I'm going to this thing just
2: laughing. Hurt, hurt, hurt people, hurt people. You're welcome. Tune in for more hurt people, hurt
1: people. <laughs> With Ian and Suzanne. Hey, everyone, you've been listening to The Road Back to You, looking at life through the lens of the Enneagram.
0: Produced by our friend Jim Chafee, engineered by Brad Bass.
1: Our theme music is provided by the band Waterdeep from their album Moment, written by Lori Chaffer.
0: Please take time to visit our website, www.theroadbacktoyou.com, for news, more podcasts, and information on our public appearances around the country.
1: Hey, and you can pre-order our book, The Road Back to You, an Enneagram journey to self-discovery at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com.
0: Be sure to join us next time when Nadia Boltz-Weber will be our guest for the first of two podcasts you're sure to enjoy it.